Hello, everybody, and it's Cindy Novotny with my podcast on My Secrets to Stamina. I talk about balance. I talk about fun. I talk about how I live the life I want to live, and I do it my way. I also interview great people, like I'm going to introduce to you in a moment, a very good friend and somebody that will have you in stitches. And I also am the one that's going to help you feel good about enjoying the life you want to live and doing that without balance. That's how I create stamina. That's how I achieve my success. So get ready for a great journey. So today, I am beyond excited to have with me one of my good friends who literally is a good friend. I can call him, I can text him, and he's kind of famous and he texts me right back. I like that. Who he's literally one of the funniest people I know. So get ready to laugh. Some of you may know him. And for those of you that don't, Hugh Hauser is here with us today. He has established himself as Nashville's top event premier designer, lifestyle expert with his company, H3 Events. He is the go-to expert for events and weddings and works with many A-list celebs, such as Nicole Kidman, country superstars, Wyona Ryder, Rebecca, I mean, Rebecca, Reba, that's the problem. I can't even remember names myself. Good thing I'm not working with her. Jake Owen, uh, George Strait, Martina McBride, and more. So Hugh offers a fun, unique approach as a lifestyle expert with his trademark style, his humor that's really branded Hugh Larius. So with that, welcome, Hugh. Hello. Hi, how doll. Are how are you? <laughs> I'm fine. And how are you? Oh, you know, just pushing through the fall. <laughs> My house is decorated Halloween. I look like a um, an elementary school teacher. And I've got pumpkins everywhere. I have a sweet woman that works with me that just made my house look like fall. And I walked in the door and I look, I literally look like a little elementary school teacher. I just need a bulletin board and yes. a state. Yes. I, loved, I loved a bulletin board growing up and I loved a teacher. And if I saw him in a grocery store, y'all, I would fall in the floor. It was like seeing Meryl Streep in the bread aisle. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love I, the teacher. I love the fall too. My house is decorated as well. I, I decorate every month because I'm that girl as well. I think I've shared that with you. So yeah. let me, um, just for those, there's, there's so many people that know you. But there's a lot that might not know you. So uh, tell a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got where you are today. Well, to those two people that don't know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I will tell them that I don't really know how I got where I am. I just woke up one day. I think, honestly, um, I had a funny little career. I, did all, I had all kinds of jobs. I triple majored, and then I went um, into broadcasting. One of my majors was broadcasting and I did, I could not edit a tape to save my life or do anything. I could just make the, I love the break room and I love, oh. I love the on-air talent. And I didn't know that our local anchor had legs until I <laughs> met her. She was behind, she'd just take the desk everywhere with her. I was obsessed with her and I was a big fan. And so I could barely speak around her. Um, but I worked in the, in a local television, um, on a talk show here and had a ball. And when my internship and my job was over, I never left. I kept going and, and new interns would roll in and I was the old intern and I was supposed to leave, but I loved it so much. I wouldn't leave. Yeah. But you said I'm I, here. Hey, I'm like, this is where I belong. Give me the camera. I am Mary Tyler Moore. So <laughs> I stayed um, as long as I could. And then I got into event planning really crazy. My sister got married, hired an event planner and then that event planner and I, straddled each other and fell in love and 
wanted to, uh, she said to me, I, everybody in town says I should hire you, blah, blah, blah. So we became business partners and then she didn't really want to work anymore. And so I just kind of kept doing it. And then all of a sudden out of the blue one day, a mutual friend connected me with Anita Hogan. And Anita Hogan was a big music business power broker. She was a manager, she was a publisher and she talked like this and she was amazing. And she, she sounds like the woman from Monsters Inc. But she was... <laughs> fantastic and she was so funny and she had this big blonde hairdo and she set up a meet her assistant set up a meeting with me and I was so nervous and I was telling everyone that I was doing I was already in the music business I mean you would have died I just drove <laughs> and I think that's part of it I think I had such belief in my own self and I improv think, improv yeah here. I think that I just yeah I think I just created this uh, business. I sort of just, I met with her and then she said, well, I'm selling my business. I'm retiring from the music business. I was furious. <laughs> I was crushed because yeah. she was such a legend. And then she said, um, but everyone says that if, um, that I should, you know, invest in you and start the, a, comp a plan event planning company. And that's how it all began. And we had a ball and she was kind of like a mother, mother figure for me. And yeah. And, you know, I love an older woman. And we, you do, you do. Oh, and you should see her. She showed up in this suede turquoise outfit. She looked like Sacagawea. <laughs> and we, we started this business. And back when you had flip, I mean, we had flip phones and like headsets yeah. and Bluetooth. We look like realtors. Exactly. <laughs> I was, love it. it oh, my insane. God. And so that's how it all began. And we had, we had lots of success and she grew the business and then she retired. And then my current business partner, Kate Steele, who everyone knows, um, keeps me in line and pays all the bills. I say it's like a marriage. I decorate and she pays for everything. It, which is so beautiful. That's exactly perfect. Well, and you're, and to all our listeners, you're going to hear me just flat out laughing out loud because that is what I love so much about Hugh, because I look at life as a party. I look at life as fun. That's part of how I keep my stamina going is that sometimes you just got to laugh, but I will be laughing out loud throughout this because you are genuinely like on the spot. Talk about improv, like just go. So you recently shared a story about being in your dad's law office and being the office manager at a very young age. You, I know you've been obsessed with receptionists and you're hysterical at this. And uh, I'm guessing you weren't the typical kid, as you said, playing in the creek or crick. Uh, you know, you were a little bit different than the rest of them, if you know what I mean. So tell us a little bit about that. When you say different, do you mean that I had board meetings in my bedroom? <laughs> I was so serious about this. And I, I, I do get tickled myself about it because I had no idea. I swear to you, Cindy, I had no idea how funny it really was because I was my parents used to get in bed and just fall out. And like they would just laugh so hard they couldn't believe it. I was so serious. Well, I in the summers when I was young, like, I mean, I'm talking like 10, 11, 12, last Thursday, I loved going to my dad's office, my dad's law firm. And it was this huge firm. It looked like, um, it looked like, you know, something out of Wall Street or something, you know. Right, right. So we would go down. We, I had a briefcase. He, I did everything he did. He's an attorney and a litigator, terrifying. And I would, and he had like things to do, like he was suing people left and right. And I was up there, you know, ordering forms and pads. And you remember the pink while you were out slip? Oh, yes. I used to love those. Myself. Oh, I love them. And the receptionist had a carbon copy version of that. So she could see her who all she had, you know, written messages to all day. So it would. The C for and for CYA, you know, in case they said you didn't give me the message. Right. You got it. You got it. 
So um, I was in love with her. Her name was Manya Love, and I think she's still there. But I loved her, and I would sit in her lap, and I would use the headset, and I would transfer people, and I would park them, and I would put them on hold, and I just I couldn't even talk about it. And then I would have meetings with the real office manager named Cherry, who address who changed all of her light bulbs in her office to soft pink. And her name was Cherry, C-H-R-R-Y. And her, her lighting, I mean, I, I was 12 and I knew the lighting was different. Yes. So that's the first step in event planning. I, I love a soft pink light. Exactly. Uh-huh. Soft lighting. Trained, trained very early. And I would seriously, it got so, it got so uh, bad that they had, they put me in a little office, which I said this on Instagram. They put me in this little office, which was like a reading room something with a telephone that was not plugged in because I had originally gotten in another office and I was calling people and connecting people all day long and causing all kinds of havoc. I ordered a surge protector from the, from the supply closet. Oh and my God. I, ordered, made, I filled out purchase order slips and left them in baskets. I mean, I was so busy, Cindy. You, you were so, you were multitasking I before. Was it was cool. Uh, and I loved my dad's secretary. She had makeup all over her phone receiver. She wore heavy makeup. And Merle Norman, number eight, I had to go with her to the Merle Norman store where she spun the beige color wheel to match her skin tone. And she would change into um, uh, like Reebok tennis shoes with her suit for for the for lunch. Oh my it God. was just magical. I felt like I was in Manhattan or something. I was in downtown Nashville. It was like nine to five, like the nine to five. Literally movie. nine to five. It was literally. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I mean, I'm, I'm having to curb my laughter because I don't want to overrun, <laughs> but it's hilarious. And, and so I had take, no idea how funny it was. It's I had so to- flipping funny. Mm-hmm. So let's take a minute and talk about events. I mean, you are it, you are the it in Nashville and you work with the A-list. I mean, I couldn't even say all the names. I mean, poor Reba. I mean, don't, don't mention, I actually said the wrong <laughs> name. I mean, I do love Reba. You got to love a good Reba, right? But I you know. work with all these famous people and A-list celebs. I mean, you know, talk to me about how you got, I, I know how you got started, but how was it like with once you, that woman, you know, that helped you get into the music and all the A-libs, are they fun to work with? How does that all work? And, you know, oh, what can you so share fun. with us? So fun to work with. And then they all want to, you know, executive produce a television show about me when we're done. They just want to hang out with me. But, exactly. Which is hysterical because every time we don't ever get anything accomplished. So really, my secret to business is, is I make it so fun. And then, you know, I go home or back to the office and that's where, where all the work really happens. Like when I'm with them, we just laugh the whole time and they want to know about me and they want to know about, you know, what's going on on the outside. You know, we somehow we'll start talking about, you know, some lamp in their living room that came from Italy. I mean, you know, crazy things happen. I mean, I came out of the closet and my mom said, let's start with the living room. I have <laughs> That's what I always said. I always said, I have no problem if one of my kids are gay. And if it's, if I had a boy, it'd be great because then they could seriously fix me all up. You know yeah, what I mean? Things could be handled. Right. Yes. Right. Talk so, about box plates. Right. I know. And I think, didn't you just do Luke Bryan's niece's wedding and you worked with our best buddy, Emily Clark? It yes. looked amazing. I mean, yeah, can you tell part. us some of the fun you had on that wedding? Well, first of all, just being with Emily Clark is a, is a present in itself because it, she's literally like we were, I, I really feel like we were separated at birth. I know. I feel it, like I'm part of that triplet team with you too. You, you yeah. really actually are because in fact, I just sent a screenshot to her that I was doing the podcast today. She said, I've never been so jealous. In oh, we got to have Emily on this for sure. Yeah, Definitely. Yes. And she's, she's a comedian as well. I mean, oh, a hoot. I met her in London 
really close. You sort of were there for the genesis of all this. Yes, uh, right. Oh, right there at the beginning. Right there at that. With Lefty, that yes. Right there on that couch, I walked in and I'm blind as a bat and I was squinting and Emily, Emily goes, oh my God, it's Hugh. And I said, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to think it was Reba McIntyre. <laughs> so I love a feathered hairdo. And so I sat down next to her and I think we've been on the phone every day since that. Since oh I yeah. That. And I sat on that couch with you. We drank into the wee, wee hours. I loved it. We did. We had the best time at the time of our lives. It was um, so fun. And then I met you originally, though, in Venice, and I had never been so starstruck, and I fell on the floor and fainted. You had, <laughs> you had on a knee boot, and I was sitting with Calder Clark, who's a really oh, yeah. good friend of mine, who's absolutely hysterical. She should have been a comedian as well. Exactly. Uh, I met her in Venice, and then we made out the whole time. Exactly. We were, we were best friends. And we, she goes, you're going to die when you meet, when you see Cindy speak. You're never going to survive this. And I did. I died. And then I got really mad about your employee. And I was really involved. And I drilled you outside and asked you all kinds of questions about her. And I thought, how can we find her and put her in prison? And I know. Exactly. I got very I involved in that. I felt like and I, I loved a Dateline it. exclusive. It should have been a Dateline. I might have to. I might do it. I might do an expose on that someday. You know, when I can really like lay it all out there. It was a good one. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, what was, what was your, what was one of the coolest things in, uh, in, with Luke Bryan's niece's wedding, anything fun, different that you did? Well, we did this really beautiful tunnel of, um, a baby's breath. And, um, it was like this world, it was like a world of baby's breath. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And I said, this tent has a perm and she <laughs> fell on the floor. And then I thought, oh, my God, it's, it's enormous. And it's exactly what the bride wanted. Um, and th that was a really fun. I mean, people were just jaw dropping, going crazy over it. I mean, the whole thing when I really hate I hate to say this in a cocky way, but Hugh Hauser, Emily Clark together is dynamite. It I is. Mean, we we don't have to check on each other. We don't ask questions. I don't really ever get in the way of a creative um I don't really get in the way of that. I sort of tell, I sort of come up with this whole blueprint of what I want and she sort of makes it come to life. Then throughout, I sort of sprinkle in some hueisms and say, that looks like pubic hair. Or I'll say something, <laughs> you know, that's horrible. You know, I'll say something funny, you know, but, but she knows what I mean. Like, but overall, I sort of stay out of the way altogether and let them, let them, cause you know, flowers are natural they lay naturally they let you know once you arrange them they sort of do their own thing so you can't really you know some people get really stuck up in all in all that minutia and then they they waste so much time telling people what to do and really really i think a gift that i was given was patience when it comes to creativity because i really don't get in her way at all um because she really well, didn't stick to the master plan, you know. Yeah. And that's why you work well together because you have you have mutual respect, which is important. Exactly. And it's literally like a childhood friend. I felt like we were in elementary school together. We I felt like we I don't even know. I feel like I've known her my whole life. It's it's insane. I love it. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Now now thinking about the fact that in all seriousness, all right. Mm -hmm. I love that you are, I do consider you a good friend and I feel like I could call you at any time and you'd be like right there, but you have obviously helped so many people, not just on the 
the event side, but just how do you help people relax and be and and go chill? Just even friends, even people that aren't in our industry, you know, just you know, or your family, your close friends, because you this I don't believe this is not a phony baloney. This is you. This is why people say to me, "Oh, you can't possibly be like this all the time." And I'm like, "No, no, no, I am." Just call the people that know me. How do you help people around you that get so stuck in the in the bullshit that they can't really get out of their own way? Well, I sort of, well, first of all, I'll lead with humor. Uh, and people always think, like I, as a comedian, people always think, oh, he must be in so much, he must be in turmoil. He must have had a terrible childhood. <laughs> he must, you know, sleep in a bed where Gilbert Godfrey sleeps every night on the road. Or, you know, they think that I've had this horrible... I think people, I guess I assume that people think that because a lot of comedians are sort of damaged because they want you just to laugh no matter what you do laugh. But it's, I was born with it. I don't really know any other way to live, but I love to laugh in as well. And you know, a be- the beauty, uh, the beautiful thing about me, I think, is that I really am a good listener. And so I really absorb, and I have been mesmerized, Cindy, by people for years. My whole act is about people and right. how and how we all react. I mean, I could sit in a shopping mall for three weeks, never leave with a big Diet Coke and watch people go by and interact. And I know exactly everything about those people. I know exactly what their living room looks like. I know what candle they have in their house. I know what what flower they would like. I mean, I just, it's a gift that I have. And that translates into weddings as well, because I can meet with a bride and you can ask Kate or anybody, and I can meet with a bride and I already know from the first few minutes of the meeting what their wedding is going to look like. I already know exactly. I, I can do it in my, it doesn't matter the budget. I can do it in my head. And and only maybe three times in 17 years or however long I've done this, I don't even know. I came on the Mayflower. But however long, <laughs> however long the, um, however long I've done this, I think maybe three times they've been like, ooh, like they didn't really like it. Yeah. But, but in my mind, they would have really loved it, of course. But you know what I'm saying? Like maybe three times max. But that's just because I literally shot out of left field. But generally, I have a good way of relating. I don't know why that is, but I'm a good way. I guess I can read people well, of course. Yeah, um, but for to sure me, you can. And, and I like to I like to pull, pull people up, bring them up and make them feel better. And, you know, like I'll go in a store and my mom will go in a store like three weeks later, like we met your son and we're still sore from laughing. Mom will call me and she's like, you know, and that's great. I have a great family. My mom will call me. She goes, you know, you make me so proud. Thank you so much for making these people laugh so hard, you know, and, and, and also I'll work even harder, Cindy, if the person is not funny. Yes. Yeah. I've had really serious clients before and Kate has called me the next day and say, I've never seen you work so hard in your life to get a laugh. You might as well have just taken all your clothes off. I, mean, I know. <laughs> I, I like, know. You know, cause I'm like, this is really supposed to be fun. So we changed our business a long time ago where I sort of, um, I've always been the creative side and she's always been logistics and all the brains and I'm just the fluff, you know, but we changed it where I sort of stopped by the ceremony and while the brides are getting ready. And I sort of, um, it makes them feel better and they have, you know, makes them laugh and it just sort of makes them feel like, Oh, it's all under control. And here's Frank from father of the bride. And, you know, here, everyone's going to be happy now. And, you know, and so, and, and listen, mother's, I can, mothers love me. Mothers are not the issue. You know, usually it's the mother's daughter is the issue and they don't always argue in front of us, but you can always tell when it's really tense. Yes. 
Yes, I agree. Totally. And, and, and so I can usually cut through that and make it, you know, at the end of the day, it's a wedding. I mean, people are on life support and we're talking about florals. You know, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's I agree. It's well, that's how I think the same thing about our business. You know, we're talking about training and sales and leadership and, and relax here. And, you know, half the problem is sometimes people are so tense and you just need to go, okay, let's just calm down. It's just sales. We're just working in a hotel. It's not a hospital. So, you know, you just have to get people to calm down. I agree. Oh, absolutely. And think about all that they have to go through every day. And I, and I do think about that. I even think about Tina Turner, like she used to get beat up and have to go sing on stage. I'm oh, like, yeah. you can literally do anything if you had to, you know, like, and I think every day I'm like, I'm a wedding planner. Like this is, this is, I make people laugh. I'm a comedian. Like this is not exactly the hardest job in the world. Like, you know, pull it together. people. Pull it together. So, now, one, one of the favorite things you do on your Insta stories, which I love and I watch all of them, is you talk about how you love a good dot, dot, dot. You know, a good, we talked about receptionist, a good fern, a good statue, you know, good wallpaper. So, you know, in the life of Hugh, what are some things people don't really know about you? Well, they probably don't know that I'm actually shy, sort of, and that I'm, um, uh, I don't like if I go to a party or something like, for instance, I went to this big, op this uh, one of my friends is a hockey player here. Don't even get me started. My group <laughs> of friends are like hairdressers and hockey goalies. It's bizarre. <laughs> and so everyone, it's just unreal. So I went to this opening um, or he was like representing a, a watch company or something. And it's kind of nice just to go to a party like that and not have to entertain. And so it's really nice just to go in. And now there were women that were saying, oh, you got me through the quarantine. And they're sweet. You know, that's so. And oh, and thank you for this. And yes. I love Dillard's. You know, I said I, I did this whole thing with Dillard's where I went shopping at Dillard's. I love a Dillard's. But yeah. I really, truly mean it when I say I love something. I really do. And Cindy, you know this. I'm happy anywhere I am. I could be out in a field in Odessa, Texas, <laughs> and I would have a ball. I mean, I, I would have fun wherever I am. It doesn't really matter. Now, I. Now, I don't necessarily want to be in a field, but I'd still have fun. You know, it wouldn't be my first choice. Exactly. And I'm like that, too. And, you know, during, as you know, I did a ton of Insta lives and videos and, you know, on national like bubble bath day, I, you know, got in the bathtub and I actually got a little flack from some people. It's like, I think you're not being very serious. And I don't know if that was that professional. I said, well, first of all, I was in a bubble bath and my husband took the video and I had a bathing suit on. I mean, really? And, you know, I mean, and I just, I, I thought, oh my God, I've got a couple haters here. I said, what am I like Kim Kardashian or something? And I have to say, I kind of chuckle at that when you, someone like you and I are just trying to keep people going through you know, the worst scenario that could possibly have come down on us. And yet you're getting people giving you feedback. I was like, yeah, yeah, you, I, you don't need to be my friend anymore. Right. Which What a waste of time. Oh, waste of time. Waste of energy. Now, I, I, and listen, I have made fun of, I've made a career off of making fun of people in a lovable way. Oh, you do a great job. You roast like nobody else. But I, I, I feel like, um, I feel like that's sort of my humor. I mean, like I'm making fun of people, but I make fun of myself just as much. I mean, and so, so do I. Yeah. Yeah. That's so how I'm you constantly. I mean, look at me. Good God. I look <laughs> a televangelist, which I'm going to see the Tammy Faye Baker movie tonight with my mother. And oh, we, that's going to be good. To buy some Maybelline. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to, we're going, um, you know, I, I, I just feel like 
we I, I get a little slack sometimes on my Instagram. You know, I made fun of oil. <laughs> you're going to die. I made fun of the oil change people. Who do oh, the, yeah. Because I don't like, ever, it, like a Jiffy Lube or something. Yes, but I don't ever understand a word they're saying. They just scream out drop bay two, nine on one, four on 11, eight on 12. No one knows what anyone's saying. And the t- <laughs> hoods are going up and the blinkers and they say pressure brakes. I press the brakes and I spray the sprayer. I mean, I'm it, I'm exhausted. OK, and then <laughs> and I made fun of them. And, I, you know, I said something about, them. you know, someone having an overbite or an underbite or I don't know what I said. And this woman said my child works at an uh, at an oil Engine does oh, not yeah. have an underbite. And I felt so bad. But then I mailed her a t-shirt. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Here's a t-shirt. Wear it yeah. in style. Yeah, I now, felt so terrible. But at the same time, I meant it in a general oh funny way. Funny way. And you know, of course her child doesn't have that situation, but I'm not making fun of her child. You know, no, you didn't even know him. So there no. you go. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So in addition to the many hats that you wear, I mean, you are a lifestyle expert. I mean, what advice do you have for our listeners, you know, on the personal side of things and the business side, how people can get their businesses going and, and things that they can do as a, as a true, you know, lifestyle expert? Well, as a true lifestyle expert, I mean, listening is so important and that's hard for me. I'm, I am a good listener, but sometimes I take over, but listening is the most important that I learned that just in sales. I mean, just that right there, as long as you know what the client wants, as long as you listen carefully, you will, you will succeed no matter what, because you did exactly what they wanted. Now, sometimes in my business, it's a little hard because sometimes you don't always want to do that, but you have to realize who's footing the bill, whose uh, wedding it is, or right. project it is. And at the end of the day, they're happy. That's all that really matters. So that's exactly the only, that's the only thing, and that's a really hard line to cross in in the designer world. There's a lot of designers out there that love themselves. There's a lot of people out there that really love themselves, and then I sort of make it real. And and you know, I love myself. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying there's a lot of people that really look. Yeah, at they love themselves more than they love the client. You got it. And so there's really they're not really real. And so I think that's the secret of my success is that I am real and I'm approachable and my clients feel like they can call me and I'm not going to send them a $75 bill for the three minutes we talked and, you know, things like that. I just like to be approachable. I um, have made a business out of making people laugh really, honestly, that's a whole side business that I've created and um, it's worked well for me. And I just feel like listening is the most important part of this business and you really can't go wrong because there's a lot, there's a lot of personalities in wedding planning and there's a lot of emotion and people do not ever talk about it. They don't ever address it. They just vent like, like, you know, planners get together and they have event therapy, but they're all centered around the same problem. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel that way, even in our business, you know, the more I listen, the customers tell you exactly what they want. And that's what I do, whether I'm training in banks and wealth management, or I'm training at a, at a hotel, whether it's a luxury or a holiday Inn. just listen to the bloody client and they'll tell you what they want. Right. Right. Simple, very simple. And then, you know, and, and you can add your own spin to it and you can make it better, but as long as you're doing what they've asked you to do, and then communication is of course, you know, sounds so basic and so boring, but I'm like, the king of fast email response, Kate has to like, you know, actually get factual answers. Whereas I can write back and say, I'm on it. It's handled. No problem. It's done. And then I have to go sleep with everybody to get it done. But I'm saying like, this is like the epitome of our business. Like you have to respond. You have to let them know because they are very serious about that 
at that very moment. And I am the king of responding within seconds. If I don't respond, it's that I absolutely do not have an answer and I need just a little bit, but I'll respond at some point during that, during the day. Exactly. Exactly. So as I wrap up my last question, because I'm all about stamina and I think no one can believe after all these years, I just keep going. I was in Saudi Arabia for just the last two weeks. I mean, no alcohol. That's great. I was on the juice cleanse and still gained five pounds. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when I'm not having my Jack on the rocks. But anyway, uh, how, what is your secret to stamina? And, you know, what message, because there are some event planners out there and you and I both know who they are that just get full on exhausted and they tell it, I'm too tired. I can't take it. And even after, you know, COVID kind of starts going away, everybody's trying to make up. And, and I, I'm working 24 seven because I have to, to pay back what we lost in 2020, but what's your secret and message that you could give to them to kind of snap out of it and, and get on with it. Well, really, in, in all honesty, you do have to take, take time for yourself and you do have to have set a set hour or so a day where you sort of regroup because what is happening right now is you're right. There's an onslaught of too much information. Everybody has too much information. There's way too much. Um, there's way too many people involved and you're and you're and you just don't have a moment. I, and I, I have the same problems as everyone else does. I have. I forgot to email this caterer back. They've asked me about the mushroom sauce and I forgot to answer that question. I mean, things right. happen to you all the time. Crazy questions, crazy things you haven't really worried about. But if you can take like a long, like I take I'll, every day, I take a lunch period of during the day and I've always sort of recalibrated during that period during the day, like to sort of like regroup or exercise. So I always exercise in the morning and then um, you wouldn't know because I look like a Macy's Day float. But I'm saying you would in the afternoon, I mean, in the, at the lunchtime, during lunch, I sort of recalibrate, regroup, because there are people that you know that work right through lunch and they're miserable. And they'll email you all, like it'll be 11.30, 11.45, 12, 15, 12, 15. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? I'm like, you haven't even taken a break today. I mean, because the person probably started working at 7.30. So I do think that that halfway point during the day, I do think there's a, there's a lot to be said about Europeans and their little breaks. I know. I agree. And I take lunch and I make my team do that. And I've always been that person that, you know, I have people on my team that also work out. I mean, I, but the office I built for our team has a gym and everything. Okay. I encourage people to don't sit at your desk and eat a protein bar, you know, get out there and have lunch and take your lunch, whether you work out and come back and eat at your table or at your desk. Okay. But we have a great kitchen. So I agree with that. That helps with the stamina. I'll tell you, lunch is very important and have lunch with a friend and catch up with them what's going on in their lives because you're not that important. Exactly. So, exactly. Keep up, keep up with your friends. I have had the same friend group since I was eight years old. I still talk to them every week. Sometimes I have lunch with them every day. It just depends. But I know every detail that's going on in my friends' lives, not just my life. And then they always want to catch up with me, you know, and they all have kids. Everybody's got kids and I don't have children and they're running from ball fields. And I mean, that's a whole nother world. That's a whole nother podcast. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Well, I can't thank you enough for joining me. And for all of you listening, please join me for my next episode. And Hugh, thanks so very much. I can't wait to see you in person at some point sooner than later. Me too. I could wrap my thighs around you. I love it. And that's no problem. I love it. Well, anyway... (laughs) Thanks again so much.